Hello and welcome to Retail Nightmares. It's another uh, self-quarantine safety COVID-19 episode. I'm your co-ghost, Jessica DeLisle. With me as always uh, here, but also so far away, Alicia Tobin. Hi. Hi. (laughs) And I'm so excited today. We have a guest who I've been wanting to have on the podcast since we started. She is one of my oldest friends. She's an actress. She's a model. She's a trans rights advocate. It's Cassandra James. That's me. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the bird cart. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like this is something kind of like serendipitous and beautiful that can come out of this, you know? And yeah, so we, we get agreed. to kind of con- connect across space and time. Yes. And here I am, finally. You are in the future. <laughs> so oh, wonderful. Yeah, I am. Yeah. You're li- I mean, LA sort of feels like the future a little bit. Sometimes. Probably. Yes, I, I do. I live in LA. I'm, I am an actor and um, a community advocate here and, you know, all, all over the world. And I'm just so uh, I'm excited to be here and catch up with you a little bit and chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how long have we known each other for? A long time. A long time. Yeah, we went we met uh, I had I changed um I finished high school at your high school. So I did my last 2 years, but you were a year above me. Yes. And so I mean one of our like motifs in our in our our friendship is perks of being a wallflower because I feel like I feel like the Logan the little boy in that that movie like loses his best friends because they're all a year above him and like you know we had this kind of like motley crew and then you guys graduated and I had to finish my last year with you know everybody with a bunch else. of weirdos yeah <laughs> but not the right type of weirdo yeah although I did come back for your grad i was you your did. Like, prom date <laughs> i know it's so perfect for for like any americans tuning in like grad is so different than prom like i oh, feel yeah. like prom is kind of like for the kids and it's like a dance and it's like maybe a little bit sexy like <laughs> grad is like a dinner with it's your like parents a, yeah and so your like, parents oh yeah yeah they didn't come to ours you didn't have that we had like a dinner like a fancy dinner but they were just there for pictures at the beginning. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, it was like... It wasn't super fun. <laughs> no, bad. <laughs> but because uh, I went to two of them. I went to mine and then I also went to yours. Yeah. Um, and I remember all it was was just like spending so much money. On yours, I didn't buy a second dress. Your mom gave me a dress, I remember. <laughs> My mom has a tendency to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually... Your mom made me a dress that I still have I found recently and I was like I should be wearing that today and let's just like blow your mind oh yeah it's a very strange dress I mean I I picked out the fabric but it doesn't look good together (laughs) (laughs) it's like anime ladies with like which speaks to your aesthetic unfortunately okay like that's (laughs) not things let's not throw my mom under the bus oh no no it was yeah and it was a lovely gesture. She like picked out <laughs> the pattern and she was like, let's go to the fabric store and you can pick up the fabrics. And at the time I was... Cuckoo bananas. I was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah. I still have this lovely dress uh, made with love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Never getting rid of it. And I, I feel like what my favorite thing is like about our friendship is that you know, I moved to Toronto for, for school and then I moved to LA to work and I feel like 
you and I can can see each other or like pick up and it just feels like we just kind of pick up where we left off and I I feel so connected to you and I I miss you a lot but I feel like I feel like we can kind of like you know there is a lot of space and time between us but it, it kind of doesn't it doesn't matter. I don't know. I, I still feel very close to you. And- I feel the same way. Oh, I'm going to yeah. cry. <laughs> uh, should I leave? <laughs> yeah. We're yes, just going to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold the iPad and, <laughs> just sway. and sway and sway. No, but that, I, I mean, I have lots of friends who have moved away and like, I, you know, I don't really stay in touch with anyone else from high school except for Fiona. Yeah. Trash, pure trash. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the people we went to high school with. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, who, someone hit me up actually the other Was day. It initials MS? No, I okay. wish. I kind of, I looked for him. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm loving this. <laughs> so for, for Sorry, those of you. Sorry, it's too inside no, baseball. No, I love it. This is so much better than anything else. <laughs> for for those of you who don't know who I am, like I, I am a trans woman and I've been, I transitioned, um, like after I, I've been living full time for five years, but I transitioned in, in Toronto. And so a lot of like, you know, and Jessica has been so supportive and it's been so amazing, but a lot of kind of like my history with her was before my transition. So there's just kind of like this kind of funny nostalgia sometimes, but I, I always feel like when people reach out to me from high school that I didn't stay connected to, it feels a little like strange. And, and like, there's been a couple of guys who have like, Re- reached out, you know, <laughs> really, really reached out, and and I'm like a little bit like, but that to me is just kind of like mind boggling because I'm like, but you didn't interact with this person, like I yeah. just feel like it just feels like, anyways, it just it's funny, and so that recently happened, and I was like, oh, and he was like, yeah, I bought a I bought a party bus, and I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he's like, I'm going to drive down the coast and I really want to see you when I get to L.A. And I was like, what? Wow. Well, um, (laughs) hit me up. Let me know. (laughs) Wow. Who buys a party bus? Uh, Somebody that's just so attractive and cool. He, sure. He's he listen. He's cute. I, mean, I kind of picked he? up on that when you're like, yeah, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you'd be like, have fun in that party bus, buddy. <laughs> Anytime mm-hmm. I've been to LA, I haven't seen any of my friends. I only ever see them when they're in Canada because LA is just as like you have to drive 800 miles to see anybody, and everyone's working so hard. Yeah. It's such a sprawl. It is such a hustler city. That, you know, like there's a lot of. I mean, you know, like I I feel so happy to be here. I was born in California. So to come back to LA felt like a homecoming for me in terms of my career. And, you know, I really do, there is LA magic, there's magic here. And I I really feel like people come here to make their dreams come true. And in a lot of ways, like, I feel like I'm, I am making my dreams come true. And you totally are. Yeah. You are on the Oscars. That like, blew my mind when that happened a couple years ago I was watching the Oscars at like an Oscar party and I didn't know you were going to be on it I guess it was a surprise I wasn't allowed to tell anyone yeah that was one of my first um gigs I did a lot of music videos when I first moved to LA and then yeah I, I through that you know like through one of the directors I was able to book the Oscars I performed there but I guess kind of like my big breakout 
thing in the industry is um, I'm the first trans woman to play a trans character on a major soap. I uh, recur on General Hospital. So that was pretty cool for all you soap lovers out there tuning in. Hi, it's Dr. <laughs> it's Terry Randall. time to Randall. get back into General Hospital. <laughs> it was my favorite for like a very long time. Really? Oh, I loved soaps when I was younger. Me too. There's a lot of clips on YouTube of my stuff. So my character's name is Dr. Terry Randolph. I play a pediatric oncologist. That's like serious shit. I'm yeah. very excited. I have plans for the weekend now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I did, I did uh, 18, 19 episodes. Um, it's, you know, for the, for the GH fans tuning in, I, you know, I can't tell you if I'm coming back to Port Charles <laughs> anytime soon. You'll have to, you'll have to wait with bated breath. To see if I'm gonna if I'm gonna return to Port Charles. I mean, everybody's everybody's waiting with bated breath over everything to see if anything's coming back. <laughs> I guess. Also that also that part, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> all the all the productions have stalled, of course, and yeah. But auditions are still happening. Not really. Like self tapes, at least. Sort of, but then it's kind of like. Like, where are they going? Like yeah, exactly. You know, because, because yeah, it's just, it's more like for your consideration. I yeah. Feel like there's a, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, Alicia just got a microphone uh, that she's picking up today. Uh, Exciting. But I, I feel like everyone's starting a podcast right now. That was going to be like, I'm glad you brought it up because I have too many retail nightmares, but uh, Jay had sent me some very, like I had already had it in mind to get one, but I didn't know which one to buy. And then Jay sent me a list and I'm like, oh, I recognize these. They're everywhere, but everywhere is sold out. And I think that a lot of people are like, I'm going to start podcasting. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I need your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to buy this slightly cheaper one, but I will just get this nicer one because it's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's good to have. And then, you know, whatever the future holds, we're prepared. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think that anything in terms of my book promotion is going to happen. So if I have like it at home, not only is it good for retail nightmares, but maybe I can keep some of the dates I had in the U S yeah. yeah. Alicia yeah. was going to come visit LA and New York and stuff. And cause she wrote a book and it was coming, it's coming out this month in, in the States. But now of course, everything. Congratulations. Is- <laughs> I'll mail you a copy. So you have mail coming to you. Oh, I'd love that. I yeah. can't wait. So thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Of course. I mean, so funny. I was telling Jessica before we started recording that yesterday, which I guess will be, what, a few days ago. Yeah. This week. <laughs> this week I watched um, ABC. I'm, I'm an ABC girl because General is uh, is on ABC and... <laughs> um, ABC is now owned by Disney. Right. And so Disney did a Disney sing-along. And all these celebrities like sent in videos that they filmed on their camp, like on their phones from home. And this was played on national television. And <laughs> it, it was it was so sweet. It was very like in it was so sweet, but just what you were talking about, like the mics and stuff, like, you know, there were a couple of there was one celebrity, Tori Kelly. She's like a really famous, she started on YouTube. And so she has all this amazing equipment in her house. Oh, yeah. And so like her performance was like on another level. And then, you know, we have Beyonce kind of like holding her iPhone, like very close to her face <laughs> with like, with like a Snapchat filter. And I mean, we have a big TV in the living room. I mean, it was a lot more Beyonce than I thought I was ever going to see. <laughs> 
It's so funny, too, like how the tables were turned on Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that filter was expensive, honey. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> I this, was not, this was not designed by Snapchat. You know, this was like... Exclusive. <laughs> it's okay. I, she sent them all to me. I do not know what's happening. Like, you think, like, my skin would get better not being out in the world, but it's, it's just, like, mad all the time. Really? Yeah. yeah, I have this really gross hand now. It's just oh, like... Oh, yeah. It's so dry. Oh, wow. I, because I go, why am I telling you? Why am I showing you? I do not know you. I'm so sorry. I'm a gross friend. I'm not like a cool friend. I'm like, look at my rash, Cassandra. We just met 20 minutes ago. Gorge. I could yeah. put lotion on it, but I forget. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm putting lotion on my hands right now just because you're reminding me to do it. Because you're disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? Bottom I like up. the feeling of lotion, but I don't like the feeling of this. Like when I pull the handle on my door, I feel like it's gonna my hand is gonna fall off. Oh no! Aww. It's okay. Alicia has a dog, so she's constantly going out and washing, coming back and washing her hands. Yeah, I, I figured it's about thirty-seven times a day in washing them. Wow! Wow! I should keep track too. I can't wait to never wash them again. You could also <laughs> wear gloves. Yeah, but then, and then what do you do you with can, the gloves? You can reuse them. So just like cotton gloves? Oh, no. Like, like plastic like gloves. Latex. Like latex. Yeah. I have yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. And what I do actually, if, I, if I'm going to be grocery shopping and I want to like, this is wow. This is the world we live in. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm Quarant- ready. Quarantine tips from me to you. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'll wear the gloves if I have to like use my hand sanitizer, like over and over again in the grocery store because then I'm not doing it on my hands. You can sanitize on the gloves, like yeah. on the gloves oh, before wow. you like, before you pick up your phone or like before you open your wallet, you can like, if you've been touching things in the store, you can like sanitize your hands. Can you hear this? Me rubbing my hands. ASMR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like turning up the volume for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yes. Hands. <laughs> Just like the squelching sound of hand sanitizer. I um, have an ASMR thing I also want to tell you, though. You go ahead. So then you you sanitize your gloves. Well, and that way you're not putting alcohol on your hands all day, the whole time. Yeah, it's like another yeah. barrier. Yeah, to protect okay. your skin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do that the next time I go shopping because I did go out this morning uh, and it was great. And I wore a mask and I used a lot of hand sanitizer. But I have a lot of gloves. So I'm going to yeah. try that next time. Yeah. That's what the, like the the grocery store workers are doing are wearing gloves and then sanitizing the gloves so that they don't destroy Dry their out hands. Them. Yeah. 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 I just I'm not leaving my house as much as possible, so my hands are still I still have like Same. a couple patches of like eczema that are just never going to go away now. I feel like but Oh, this is this is great. <laughs> this is <beautiful>. rash chat. <laughs> yeah, this has been rash chat. <laughs> Thank I... you so much for being our guest. Oh, oh. Uh goodbye. I I've been tanning. So, I mean, we I've been laying out. We have a pool in the back of our apartment building that nobody uses because we live in a a building with mostly elderly folks. And so like my roommate and I, we lay out in the back and I've been tanning. So Yeah, that's you have a gorgeous tan. Thank you. I noticed in the yeah. background there's some sunscreen, I think. There is. There is. I have a very yeah. short attention span. So like 20 minutes ago, I was like, oh, spray sunscreen. I wonder if she likes it. I've always wanted to buy it, but I'm afraid I'm going to spray it in my eyes. I mean, it goes everywhere. Sometimes I'll spray it into my hand and then put it on my body. Yeah. Oh, here's yeah. some more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. 
<laughs> what was your ASMR thing that you were going to tell us, Alicia? So uh, at work, I was going through like Instagram posts where we were tagged in and then someone had tagged us and their ASMR was just opening a frozen burrito. <laughs> and I was like, and it was like, and uh, it was so loud. She had microphones by it and it was absolutely an, like a real post. And I was like, how is this comforting? It's such a stressful noise. Yeah, I like I've got misophonia. So that ASMR stuff is like nails on a chalkboard for me. But Mm. to each their own. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) For some people, like the crinkling of a chip bag is like, I hate it. Like, that's why every snack goes in a bowl in this house. Okay. Just FYI. I mean, you know, when they rebranded Sun Chips, that new bag is scary. Yeah, it's a weird material. What is it's it? Like metal- it's like metallic. It's a. It's like a, yeah, some future plastic. It's particularly noisy. Yeah. Does it keep you from buying them? No. <laughs> You're a sun chip girl? <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm, a, you ca- I'm, a, Cal- I'm a Cali girl. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, when I was a kid, my dad had a bunch of sun chips branded like undershirts. They were like black, the black ribbed undershirts. Those would be like so like an item now. I know. Like at the time we were like, what a loser wearing all this. Cause he would like, he worked at the grocery store. And so he got all these branded things like swag and he would just wear it constantly. And he'd get like eight of them and wear it. Like he wore it throughout the entire nineties. And he also would love to like lay out in the sun. And so he'd be wearing his little like undershirt sun chip. (laughs) But now I'm like, I wish I had one of those. I know. It was pretty cool. I feel like my dad is also a person that doesn't let like good clothes go to waste just because they're branded. Oh, yeah. He always has, has so many things branded from the company he worked for for 40 years. And in his, like, that's his casual wear now that he's retired. And he's like, yeah, I'm just wearing a work shirt. Uh, and once I, I remember him snow blowing, I grew up in Quebec, Cassandra, um, snow blowing the <laughs> driveway, wearing my girl guide toque. And he's just like, it's a good toque. Why would I let it go to waste? And I was like, that's a really good point. For the Americans, a toque is a beanie. (laughs) (laughs) This is my life now. I spend a lot of time like translating because I I didn't really realize that there there are a lot of cultural differences. (laughs) I I definitely, I also recently learned this term, um, third culture kids. I don't know oh, if you're familiar. What's no. that? No. So I'm mixed race. My mom is Chinese and my dad is American. We're of German descent. But third culture kids are kids who are mixed, but also like grew up in a, a third culture. So like I am a Chinese American, but I grew up in Canada. So you've got and all so, sorts of different, <laughs> different yes. cultural things. And so competing. coming back to LA, it's so interesting that because there, there are so many like distinctly like Canadian things. And one of my exes is British and he was always like, oh, like you're not like American girls, like because you are Canadian and there's kind of like, and I was like, well, yeah, we're a Commonwealth. Like we, <laughs> like, he, you know, we, he like liked my Canadian isms because they reminded him of like Britain oh. and like, Yeah. I just That's thought that funny. was so, yeah, third culture kids out there. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like boring old uh, white all the way. <laughs> like just yeah, completely, completely privileged and uh, doing nothing with it. <laughs> Great. That's, that's nice. Squandering it, squandering it. (laughs) Squandering. Mm, 
Papa Squander over here. (laughs) (laughs) Should we do a round of retail nightmares? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so proudly living the cliche in Los Angeles. I am an actress who works at a restaurant. Get a load of that. Get (laughs) a load of that, y'all. Yeah, I have done some um, retail, but let me tell you, being a server, oh my gosh, you interact with the most fascinating people for real me first yeah i was thinking about you know when i knew i was coming on i was like you know like there's just so many crazy stories i feel like i did want to tell this story about kind of like how my perspective as someone in customer service really changed when i transitioned because i feel like um like misogyny is real and the, like the patriarchy is is like very real and like the shit that I got away with before my transition did not fucking fly when I started like living full time because men hate women and like I I will just sort of say like not not all trans people are comfortable kind of like talking about their lives be- you know before their transition but for me you know like I did comfortably identify as a gay man for a period of time in my life and you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I feel like I look back on that time and probably was on my gender journey from forever. But, you know, I did spend a period of time where I comfortably identified as a gay man. And like people love a sassy gay waiter. Like they love <laughs> they love that, you know, and like I got away with so much shit as a sassy gay waiter. And the second the second second I transitioned and started living full time and started being read as a woman and and passing. Oh my gosh. People did not take guff from me. Like, and it was so crazy. And so the story that I wanted to tell for you guys, I was serving two gentlemen and I feel like there's this thing that happens sometimes that I, I don't really care for. Like they want you to like, feel sorry, like, like take care of their emotional needs And I'm like, I'm here to like serve your food. And like, (laughs) like, I I don't really know what you're asking. And so (laughs) the the one gentleman, oh, I have so many stories. Oh my God. The one gentleman was very rude. And he like, I walked up and I was like, how are your cocktails? And he was like, this is disgusting. (laughs) I was like, okay, what can I get you? What can I get you instead? Now that was not the response he was looking for. This gentleman I guess needed me to like apologize that the drink was disgusting or like that he like, he really just needed me to kind of like hold space for what he was going through emotionally (laughs) because of the cocktail. (laughs) And I'm in the middle of my dinner rush. Like I don't give a fuck that your feelings were hurt by this martini. I'm just going to get you a new one. That really pissed him off. That that like one missed moment of kind of like apologizing and like consoling him. And I will say I got into a huge fight with my manager that night because they tried to get me fired. Whoa. It turned into like it turned into a whole thing where they and I had to transfer the table, but they stayed in my section. So I had to kind of like navigate around them for the whole time they were there. Nice. And I remember saying to my manager, if I had been that direct and I was a man, that would have not been an issue. You yeah. know, if, I, if, if a customer had said, I didn't like this, and then my, my first response was, what can I get you instead? That would have, like, if, if I was a man, that would have been perceived and received in a totally different way. 
but there's just this kind of like expectation on women that we're supposed to be like accommodating and that like it it just like it was such an eye-opening moment and my manager didn't understand and I was like obviously you don't you're a man you know (laughs) yeah and I just feel like there's been so many moments like that I worked at like um, a fine dining Italian place um, in Los Angeles on Sunset Plaza. So Sunset Plaza is like on Sunset Boulevard. It's like this little strip of like restaurants and shops. And it's kind of like this little boutique little area. It's quite bougie. And like the men I had to interact with at that restaurant. I mean, it's just astounding to me. It's, it's crazy. Um, so that's one anecdote. I have another. Oh, yeah. If you want. Yes. I have so many. As many so as you many. want. So this gentleman came in and he said, my friend will have a lemonade. <laughs> and I said, oh, and I look at the friend, okay, who's going to be <laughs> drinking the lemonade, right? The one who has to consume the lemonade. So I'm, now I'm interacting with him. And I say, um, we have a berry lemonade in house. Is that okay for you? And he's like, what kind of berry? I was like, it's strawberry. And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. So then I bring him a berry lemonade and his friend says, this isn't a lemonade. Oh my God. <laughs> and I said, no, it's a berry lemonade. But I, I did, I did let your friend know. Like I asked him and, and he said it was fine. And he was like, do you have a full bar? Is, it, <laughs> is this a full bar? Just so combative, so combative, like right from the beginning. And just like, do you have a full bar? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, are there lemons back behind that bar? Oh my God. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, do they have simple syrup behind the bar? Oh my God. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, then the bartender is going to make a lemonade. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was, <laughs> just, I, I was so shook. So I take, I take the berry lemonade, put it on my tray, and then I take their order. And as I'm walking away, he says, and the real lemonade And I whipped my ponytail back around to him and I said, I heard you. (laughs) They left. They stormed out. Amazing. Good for you. This man made his friend get up and leave. Because he didn't get the type of lemonade that he thought someone else should be drinking. (laughs) No, it's not even that. It's because it's because. A fucking woman stood up to him and said, no, don't talk to me like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I heard you. He's going to get what he wants. I already asked the bartender. He's going to make it for you. Like, it, there's no need. It's just my motto or like catchphrase as a server is always like, um, it's server, not servant. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's okay. Good. You know, like I'm a human being. And I'm good at my job, but like, you need to speak to me in a way that like, in a human way, like, yeah, you know? respect, like mutual yeah. respect. It's a lot harder to be nice to someone if they're treating you like shit. <laughs> like, let's yeah. just have some mutual, mutual respect. I had, I had a customer ask me why this salad dressing was so fucking spicy. And I was like, oh, um, I'm going to transfer the table and I will have a manager speak to you. And I was like, I was done. I was like, please don't swear at me. Like, you're just not going to use that language with me. Like, I have never had a customer complain about that dressing. So I didn't feel the need to tell you that it was spicy because it's not. And also so much is directed at you and you're like, I didn't make the salad dressing. I didn't make this cocktail for you. Oh, that's my favorite. My favorite one is when they're like, I can't read the menu. It's so dark. (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't design the <laughs> restaurant. Um, I didn't kind of curate the ambiance here. <laughs> I uh, can help you read the menu. I know the menu very well. Um, but would you like me to turn up the lights? <laughs> In terms of the design of the menu, I really can't really help you. <laughs> like it, it kind of speaks to like that thing again around like that they want you to kind of like baby them a little bit, like hold them. And listen, I do it. Like I get it. That is part of the experience you want to be taken care of when you, when you go to a restaurant, especially in fine dining. But you know, it's kind of sometimes I just wish there was like a little bit more of like an understanding that like there's limitations to that. Like, you know, like I didn't design the menu. Like when you're complaining to me about the font being too small or like, like I can't really help you. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what you expect me to do in that moment. You should have like a jumbo font menu that you're like, here you go. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm like, ask for what you need. Like, what are your needs? Yeah. You know, like, like if you're telling me that you can't read the menu, would you like me to recite it to you? Because I will, if that's what you need, you know, but use your words, honey. You're an adult. But mentally and like emotionally, a lot, a lot of people, especially who are expecting like a luxury service are not emotionally adults. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And then like um, fussy, fussy regulars. Those are fun. Those are fun. (laughs) I mean, I feel like fussy elderly regulars are like an invitation for me of like how I would like not to age. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. cautionary tale. It, it is. My favorite is like, why can't I sit at my table? And like, well, there's no lobster bisque. I always have the lobster bisque. And where's Bruce? Bruce is my server. And, you know, and it's very like, oh, my God. Like, you <laughs> are very inflexible, my dear. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's something that happens a lot as people age. They're like, they get very used to their routines. Yes. Yeah, like totally. When I worked at the video store, people would come in and they'd be like, you must be new here. I've never seen you before here. And I'm like, hi, I've worked here for eight years. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. the manager. What can I do for you? I assure yeah. you, whatever whatever anyone else can help you with, I can also do because <laughs> I trained them. Like, calm down. Yeah. I do see that in, in people. And also when I was helping like um, elderly tenants like relocate um, when they were getting like rent evicted. It was another thing, like so much like they're like, well, I have to be here because the drugstore is here and the Safeway is here. And I'm like, honey, let me tell you, there's a Shoppers Drug Mart and a Safeway side by side in many neighborhoods in the city. Yeah, <laughs> like or, or a CVS for your for our Yes, or friends. Walgreens. Yeah. 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 Oh man, <sighs> that's, yeah. That's taking, taking me back to... <laughs> However, I will say, like, I love being a server. I actually really, I I meet such wonderful people and I've had so many kind of like really cool experiences. And also with elderly people, I have a couple of regulars who I've, I'll like finish my shift and I'll sit with them and we'll catch up. And, you know, I, I feel like it's also such a character study for me as an actress, like, like meeting people and kind of the restaurant industry, kind of like as much as it can kind of bring out people's, um, less pleasing ticks. I also feel like it can really kind of show you like such interesting aspects of people. So I, I love, I love being a server. I love interacting with strangers all day and meeting new people and kind of getting glimpses into their stories. And yeah, I, I think it's, 
it's like a toss up, you know, as much as like you get those nightmare customers who just, I mean, I'm just so acutely aware that people who treat people who work in customer service like shit are unhappy and they just want to take it out on somebody. Yeah. You know, they have, and there are moments when I try to kind of like practice a little bit of empathy. And then there are those, some of the stories that I told you where I just like had had enough, you know, Mm -hmm. my fuse is a little bit shorter with like cis older white men, just because like, fuck y'all. Um, (laughs) but like, I try to kind of like take a breath and just like be like, Oh, you know, cause I've, I work across the street from a hospital right now. Um, Cedar Sinai in Los Angeles. And so, you know, I mean, we, we have a lot of people who come in who have just gotten bad news or, you know, like we have regulars who are coming to us because they're having treatment next door. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's actually, that's an amazing full circle moment. That gentleman who yelled at me for the dressing being too fucking spicy, I was made aware instantly that that's because he was probably getting chemotherapy. And when you get chemo, your taste buds become extremely sensitive. Right. Yeah. And so I I remember transferring the table and telling my manager that like he swore at me. And then I spoke to the server who took over the table and I was like, but you know what? Like, honestly, like he's just having a really bad day. Yeah. You know, I was like, I can tell. I just feel like he doesn't want to interact with me anymore. So that's why I'm transferring it. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, he, you know, he obviously came from the hospital next door. That's smart yeah. to transfer responsibility sometimes because sometimes people are just looking for a scapegoat to like direct their frustration about other things too. So, yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, have another job. Like I, you know, I am an actress. So like, I feel like sometimes my relationship to my Joe, my regular Joe job, my side hustle, you know, I do have a a little bit of like a, a psychological distance from it because I do consider it a side job. I do consider it like supplemental income. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like my ability to kind of be like, oh, like I don't need that tip. I would rather protect my mental health in this moment or just kind of create some space from a potentially kind of like uncomfortable situation. Not everyone can do that, you know? And I think yeah. that a lot of servers and people in customer service take a lot of shit because they, ha- they feel like they have to. Yeah, for sure. Be be kind. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Alicia, I know you've got some nightmares. Um, Well, I had a funny, um, I've been craving like just a store-bought coffee the last couple of weeks. Like just that experience of going in, getting a cup of coffee. Lots of coffee shops are still open, but I didn't want to make a special trip uh, to have a cup of coffee. But beside London drugs, there's a blends coffee, which I hate their coffee, (laughs) but it was open and it seemed like really well set up so that the staff felt protected. And I was like, I'm going to get myself something. I hadn't really had anything to eat. And, uh, things were taking longer because I hadn't realized that London drugs has a special hour for seniors to shop. And I like busted in at 8am and they're like, you're not old enough. And I'm like, I feel it. Can I please stay? Uh, I was very polite, of course. And I left and came back. But I looked at the menu at Blends and I did all the math. I'm like, what would I really like? So I ordered a, like a tea latte and I waited for it. And it cost like, because I always get like a special milk in it. And then I tipped $2. So it was like $8. Wow. <laughs> That's like an iced coffee in LA, by the way. I bet. I bet. <laughs> with, no- with nothing in it. Just yeah. like... It's been dirt. sitting, it's like the cold brew has been sitting on the counter for 16 days and they just like pour it, pour it over ice and they're like, here you go, $12. Wow. <laughs> uh, oh 
God. Yeah. So it was a very cheap coffee. And, um, <laughs> and as I step out of the coffee shop, I take a sip and I'm a person that loves to eat everything like lukewarm. And I like hot tea, but this was scalding hot. So my mouth was just filled with like burning hot almond milk, no oh, flavor. No. There's no tea in it at all. Uh, and then I just very discreetly composted the whole thing. Oh no. And I thought, shame on you for getting it in the first place. It wasn't bad. Like, I would never complain about something so stupid, like so stupid. Like I can't imagine like complaining about anything right now when someone yeah. is still at work on the like the front lines, like having to deal with people all day long. And I had two errands to run this morning. One was to London Drugs, and there was a senior. It was after nine o'clock, and there's a senior looking at a bread machine, and she had pulled it down. It was huge, like the size of a small freezer the box and she was trying to figure out what the diameter was because in her house she, I, this is how much I overheard was buying a frying pan um, the diameter had to be less than 18 inches or she couldn't buy it but there's no diameter or measurements anywhere on the box oh, and no. she just wasn't having any of it like she's like would not leave the store <laughs> and she was like face to face with like a, a person helping her and I was like this is why this is not working for like retail people I was like they don't have any protection against people who might be sick not that she might be sick because she's a senior, but just because she's a person. Yeah. And, uh, but she was quite sweet. And the person helping her was so patient. I mean, I just see so much generosity and kindness out there these mm. days, but it's a good balance. Um, but I saw something a little bit different in Whole Foods and that's why I like to go there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had on my list flour, of course. And, um, I like to think of all the people uh, that bought up all my gluten-free flour and trying to make good food out of it, and they can't because it's not good. Um, <laughs> so I went down that aisle. I got a couple of things I really wanted and found some neat things that I couldn't like order from the grocery store I ordered from. And then my flour was back in stock. And then I saw this woman with a mask. I was wearing a mask as well. And this is like the, I'm only going out like once a week, basically. And like, so this is the second time I've had to kind of journey out with a mask since they said like, we should be wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And, uh... So you can't see if people are happy or mad at you because all you see is mm. this. Right. And I always look angry. Like, <laughs> if you can't see this part of my face, hmm. it's like the same angry expression. Um, but this woman was in the empty flower aisle and I was like holding my big baby of gluten-free flour. <laughs> and uh, I, all I heard her say was to one of the staff members there, and he's wearing a mask as well, is, this isn't bread flour. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, whoa, fuck. Okay. Yeah, there's no bread flour left because people are baking bread, so they don't have to leave the house to buy bread. And it's just one of those shitty things. Like, uh, it took me, like, two weeks to find, like, normal groceries. Yeah. Uh, but everyone's scared and irritated, so I'm not really judging. It's more just yeah. observing, like... Yeah. I get it. Like, a bus driver was very short with me this morning. I was like, yeah, this sucks. And, like, he is still having to work. He doesn't have an option. So if he wants to grumble mm. at me, that's fine. But then I was behind this person in the cash, and it was, I think she was just having a bad time. And I think part of the issue is that her face is covered by the mask, so people can't hear her. And her card wouldn't tap, which is very common. You have to like tap your card twice. But on the second time, she's like, well, this isn't working! Oh. <laughs> like, very loud. <laughs> I was like, well, this person is having such a hard day. But then the poor person behind that's now like six feet away, so the person can use the interact machine. And uh, yeah, it's just rough. As people are having such a rough time out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I think working in retail or customer service, like I feel like it teaches you like I'm I'm like the best guest at a restaurant. Like I will I like same as you, like I will very rarely send food back, like if they forget the dip or whatever, like I, I'll just ask for it. I love dips. But like <laughs> you know, but like I I just like and I, I had I this the same ex, this British ex, he was like not he was like not very nice and like it was hard it was so hard he would send back his food all the time and like it was just like oh my god it was just like it was awkward and I feel like this situation that we're all going through is just like I mean what we're really needing is is like just that extra bit of empathy and just to kind of like you know I, I loved like you have kind of observed people kind of being kind. And I think that's just so important right now. We just have to kind of give everyone the benefit of the doubt a little bit. And just like, you know, you don't know, you don't know what people's home situations are like. Yeah. I really saw that here in Vancouver and I bet it was the same in LA. I'd actually like probably much worse, but so like such a huge part of our culture is to be like very active. And so when Mm. the gyms close down and other things close down and people's personal trainers are no longer available, everyone started running. So yeah. at first I was like, oh, you're running too fast. This is a sidewalk. And then I started to feel like it must be so hard when you're coping. Like my coping strategies in life are like my podcast and my comedy show and my friendships. Um, and going for walks with the dog is one of them, but I still can do that. But a lot of people's coping mechanisms and strategies yeah. have been taken away mm-hmm. um, through self-isolation. And normally I'd just be more annoyed with people, but I'm, I hope I can stick to this if things go back to some degree of normal to be less judgmental because it's definitely mm. kind of definitely eased up on people over the last five weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. L.A. in particular had... You know, the mayor had to close all the parks and stuff because people flooded to Runyon Canyon to go hiking. And it was like, no, you can't do that. So you weren't listening. So we're going to close all the parks and beaches too. Yeah. Man, I wish, okay. I wish the amount of like empathy that both of you two (laughs) had were uh, shown to me the last time I went out (laughs) to a grocery store. Okay, let us have it. Okay, so mine, this is like, yeah, it was like a, it was an actual, like I felt like I was in a nightmare when this happened. So this is the last time I went out to buy groceries. I've since switched to getting them delivered by Spud, which is an amazing dream come true. Um, Uh, Are sponsored, sponsored? Sponsorships? (laughs) Spud, yeah, hey, give me a discount code. (laughs) But no, so I just went to, because I figured I wouldn't go to like the fancy grocery store because everything's so narrow in there. I was like, I'll just go to shoppers and get some like essential stuff there. But I was the only customer in there who was wearing a mask. No one else was, even though this was after the time when it had been decided that, you know, everyone who's out interacting should be wearing that. So all the, all the employees were wearing masks and I was, and I had like gloves and like long sleeves on. And there were people in there who were like just stopped in, in the middle of their run. So they're like panting, sweaty, Oh my gosh. not observing social distancing. And so I was like, I just tried to like get in there, be as respectful as everyone else's space as possible. And like, if someone's coming towards me, you know, like go back the way I came or like stand in the corner. So I'm like far enough away. So I got all my stuff and then I was like standing in the 
in the lineup, there was like one big lineup with the six feet apart, like stickers where you stand on. And so I'd mm-hmm. been waiting in that line for a while. And then I was up at the front of the line and then they opened up another till and the, um, employee came up and she said like oh I'll help you at this till like follow me so I followed behind her like six feet behind her and then started unloading all my stuff like through the hole in the plexiglass and uh, I guess two people thought that like I hadn't been in a line and I just like decided to cut in front of them because um, they had I guess been lined up for this till that hadn't opened or they saw that it was opening and they got there and they were like hey there's a line up here and they started yelling at me and oh, I like no. didn't even realize what was going on and so it was like a woman and a younger guy both like being like there's a line like what are you doing and I was like what like why are you yelling at me like she told me to come here and then the cashier was like yeah can you just like hold on please like yelling people she just like didn't want to deal with them so and then I was bagging my own stuff so like she didn't have to be so close and so I'm bagging my stuff and then this guy who was yelling at me comes up and stands like a foot and a half away from me and coughs without covering his mouth (laughs) On purpose? I I think maybe, like, because he thought I was some jerk who cut in front of him. That's so yeah, weird. but that's like assault yeah. right now. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, it was so scary. I was, like, shaking. And I was, because I was wearing my mask and my gloves and everything, I was also, like, sweating <laughs> underneath everything. And it's only, like, a block and a half back home, but I was shaking the whole time, and I got home. Oh, I'm so sorry. And Jay was, like who was about to listen to our friend doing like a live stream show. And I was like, can you just like turn it off? I just need to be like, I just need to like be calm and quiet. And like Jake came up and like brought the cat to be like here. And I was like, can you just like walk away from me, please? Like I was, yeah. And so I immediately was like, I'm signing up for this grocery delivery. And then a few days later, I got my first delivery and it was delightful. Good. I mean, yeah, my first, my first trip to the grocery store I came home set all the groceries down in the entryway and just like cried I mean it's just like people are just so tense it's just such an environment of like kind of anxiety and like people do are like really projecting kind of like their discomfort you know and like I'm so acutely aware that like like you were saying Alicia like that people are really leaning into like harm reduction and coping and that's all they have right now you know they're, they're not capable of of kind of like being self-reflective or kind of observing things objectively, right? Like they, they can only kind of like be reactive in that moment and it's not fair and it, and it affects other people in a negative way, you know, like that, that man kind of having this kind of violent reaction to a slight that he interpreted. Yeah. It's a bummer, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and, and the grocery store and like these kinds of essential service places is like where it really kind of like manifests. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, There's, um, the, at the Ralph's across the street from our place, um, we went yesterday to get things, my roommate and I, and there's now like an armed, a person with like full like body armor and like, like he's armed Holy who, shit. Like, it's like letting people in and out of the store. It's it was crazy. That okay, that's that, so scary. That seems a bit extreme, but also it's America, so <laughs> <laughs> but like that was the other thing. Like they are limiting the amount of people who are coming into shops here. But when I when I went for this trip, this nightmare trip, the security guard was on a smoke break. So like oh. there was no one keeping track at the door. So that's why it was just chaos inside. And like 
When you're in the line waiting and everyone's standing on their stickers, if someone wants to join the line, you don't cut in between those people <laughs> to walk to the back of the line. You like go around another aisle to get, yeah. like it's so, it was just so like common sense is not common. <laughs> no one in, uh, no one in Whole Foods with like few exceptions were observing social distancing either. Like I didn't need anything from the dairy and egg section, but there was like eight people in like 10 feet. And I was like, you guys got to do this in here even more than anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, as, as you know, an activist, I feel like I'm just so acutely aware of kind of like the intersections of privilege that are, that are at play here. You know, I think that a lot of people are not understanding they're not practicing that kind of empathy for people who are not in their own situations. And it's kind of like, there are people I've been seeing a lot of posts on social media about like avoiding the grocery stores the first three days of the month, because that's when people with um, food stamps can go shop. And like, you know, all those items are marked and there's just like, there's just like a lot to consider. And and I understand that like, that this is hard on everyone. Nobody really, nobody really chose this, you know, like this is a really uncomfortable situation for all of us, but I just feel like people who are kind of like choosing to not wear masks and like have no problem kind of like like walking right past you. That to me is just so you're able to do that because you don't understand because this will probably not affect you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I feel like those people, they haven't really been faced with it. They maybe don't have elderly people in their lives that they're worried about. They don't have people who are immunocompromised. You know, they they probably have a fully stocked pantry and they're just getting things that they need to cook a certain recipe. Oh, that reminds me, the woman with the flower and the tap, she was just buying tulips. (laughs) (sighs) Right. Uh, Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like, it's so interesting to to kind of join your podcast at this time because I feel like I imagine one of the themes that's probably come up a lot is empathy, you know, kind of like having being treated poorly by customers and when you work in customer service and then to kind of add this situation on top of it, I feel like it's uh, it's like it's magnified that kind of desire in me to for people to kind of just breathe and take a moment and because we are all in this together, it's so cheesy, but you know, this has affected the the entire globe and and so we you know we all have to kind of like chill a little bit and kind of see each other you know I think that that's the only way to kind of manage some of this stuff yeah because it wouldn't if you were having a really shitty day or you know heaven forbid someone in your family did get sick and you had to go to the to the grocery store to get wouldn't you want someone to practice that empathy for you absolutely wouldn't you want someone to be considerate or you know it's a it's a tense time yeah yeah (laughs) it is a tense and weird time i also think like when this is over or whatever we return to and build from there's so many lessons to be learned from this Mm. like those lessons around empathy they're not really situational no Um, but they're i think they're learning people are learning in this moment and hopefully something they can kind of take forward like i i am definitely learning like i'll be less judgmental for people running all over the place um (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. It's also, though, I was thinking like everyone kind of says, well, only old people are dying. And I'm like, it's most also the one of the reasons why old people are dying is because they're in a big group together. Yeah. So which is know. a very which is a very North American thing. Totally. Specifically yeah. like uh, nursing homes. Like that's kind of not really how elderly people are integrated into a lot of other cultures. Totally. That's true. 
Yeah. So that's why, you know, our numbers have been particularly high, especially in America. Yeah. And it really speaks to how we see elderly people or people <sighs> living with health issues. Yep. That's yeah. like my favorite grocery store that I would normally be going to that's nearby me um, has closed down like permanently or semi-permanently like throughout this pandemic. And it's because it's like an Asian run family owned grocery store. And so you mm. have like the grandma there bringing in groceries and like there's just no way for them to continue to operate mm. and be safe because it is just one family. Um, yeah. So that's that's very sad. But also, mm -hmm. I'm happy that she's not being exposed to yeah, just a bunch true. of strangers. That is yeah. a great store. I walked past it yesterday morning and I was surprised that it was closed because most groceries are still open. Yeah, it's just their particular situation is different. So, Of course, yeah. But I'm it's also like, I wanted to go spend all my money there as opposed to <laughs> shoppers or yeah. something, you know? Anyway, this is all important conversations we're having, but switching gears... If you were a demon, <laughs> what kind of demon would you be? I feel like I, you did you did warn me about this, and I feel like it's now's the part in the episode where we get to talk about our deep, undying <laughs> love for a little TV show <laughs> called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so, by the way, any eligible bachelors out there who want to date me and are listening, if you cannot fuck with Buffy at some point. <laughs> It's not going to work out. We're not going to, like, if you, like, you don't need to be a fan, okay? You don't need to have seen it before, but you have to be willing to watch it with me at some point in our relationship, or it's just, it's not going to happen. It's the test. That, it's not a big ask. It, yeah. It's, it's not. No, no. no it's quite no. enjoyable, but that's like. I mean, that that first season is is quite dated, but. But you it's know. enjoyable and it's cheesiness. It's essential viewing. And like David Boreanaz is wooden acting. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> um, I have like uh, broken up with someone though while we were in the midst of watching Buffy and I was like, he couldn't, uh. he couldn't handle Buffy. And I think. I think I know other people who have too. And I'm like, they didn't get to like the point <sighs> in season six where all my favorite episodes are. <laughs> um, so for the listener, uh, one, one spring break back when uh, Cassandra and I were in high school. <laughs> we're, listen, we're the OG Sim kids. Okay. Like, yeah. like Sims, Sims four has made a comeback and all the, all of y'all are playing Sims now. Oh no, honey. <laughs> you know, before. Oh wow. Yep. Uh -huh. We, we stayed inside for like two weeks and built, On spring break. Yeah. Built the Buffy Summers house. 
to like the correct specifications. Like we'd watch an episode and we'd be like, okay, that door, that door is like a little bit closer than we have it. <laughs> and it leads, and it leads into this hallway and like, yeah. yeah. But we made it like more, more of a fantasy version because we made a bedroom upstairs for all of the characters. <laughs> yeah. We like, we like, pimped, we pimped out, we pimped out the pad. Yeah. And we also, you had all the expansion packs. So we had like the magic expansion pack. So we're oh. like Tara and Willow get their own room and they're the witches. So they have all the witchy stuff. Stuff in their room with like the four poster bed, yeah, with, like with the like burgundy, the willow, like the, yeah, <laughs> and like the goddess sculpture, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, we know a lot about demons. <laughs> we do, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like if I were a demon, I'd probably, I, I would like to believe I'd be like a benevolent demon of some kind. For like, sure. I love. I love um, Anya and like her powers, like a wish demon. Yeah. I feel like um, I'd probably be like a witch of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Like a white witch serving some kind of like Tara slash Kate Blanchett, Lord of the Rings. Oh, like, yeah. You know. But are you going to have that like dark undertone that can come out if needed? Of, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, but like. This is a light for when all other lights go out. That's like, that's like, oh, that's yeah. me. I feel that's, like you already me. are that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're a beacon. Yeah. Oh. But like, don't fuck with me. But like, also like specifically where I'm at in my life too, like Anya is kind of like as a wish demon, like how all of her like wish demon friends had like their thing. And like, what was her friend uh, who worked like, with, who cast a spell on Dawn? Oh, I don't remember, but there's one who it's like season six, episode fourteen, older <laughs> and farther away. <laughs> I just know, what is her name though? I don't remember, but there's someone who like takes revenge on like men who've cheated on their girlfriend. That's Anya. That's, that's Anya. That's Anya. Okay. So I feel like I would be a vengeance demon, and I would be like the champion of like wronged queer women. I'd be like, you know, yeah. Which yeah. you also are kind of already. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. You're you're on your way to just full demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Yeah. I love it. I would love to, I would love to do a creature feature at some point in my career. Oh yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. That would be so yeah. fun. Alicia, what kind of demon would you be? I'm also a vengeance demon. Nice. Um, yeah. And, and who are who are you avenging? Um, well, I just look like um, like a fountain of lemonade <laughs> and there's two spigots and one says regular lemonade <laughs> and one says berry lemonade <laughs> but no matter what it's always berry lemonade oh, oh my god yeah that's brilliant and it's oh for those god. people that are like uh, the bartender is this a full can bar? make <laughs> is this a full bar are there lemons back there do you have simple syrup making lemonade is not that easy yeah, it takes a lot of lemon. That's why people buy it. And also, it. it's like not on the menu, dude. Like, yeah. And also, yeah, I asked, I, I asked his friend if berry lemonade was fine. That's that's the part that's really stuck with me. I it's know. like that's fucking weird. Were they dating? No, no. It was like an older, uh, an older two gen- gentlemen. That's insane. You know? Like everything is insane yeah. about that story. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. For sure. So yeah, it would be a lemonade demon. <laughs> I love I have, it. <laughs> I affectionately refer to the strip that I used to work on on Sunset. I call it Weinstein Country up there because oh, I just fuck. feel like <laughs> I just feel like it was like lots of like older cisgender white 
men with money who were like probably in the industry. And like, I had never been told to like smile, you know, like, you know, that thing yeah. that yeah. men do mm-hmm. that happened, that smile, happened to honey. me up there. Oh my God. So that's like abuse of power Boulevard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Jessica, what kind of demon are you? I'm going to be like a marshmallow demon. Oh, um, yeah. So Delicious. my, mm-hmm. but a vegan marshmallow demon. Just, so good. Just to, yeah, I, I ordered from Spud because I keep not buying snacks and I was like, okay, I need to order like something junky to just like chow down on. Um, So I ordered vegan marshmallows, which I've always wanted to try, but I've never bought before. And they're somehow more delicious than regular marshmallows. I don't understand how they're like denser and sweeter somehow. Anyway, they're uh, the bag. Turkish delight. Not that dense, but I do like a Turkish delight. I love Turkish okay. delight. It's really good. But yeah, the whole bag is gone. I ate it when in four days. Jay helped a little bit. But so I'm I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Were they the mini ones or the no, big the, ones? No, the big ones, the full Those size. Those are so satisfying. They're really good. I used to love making marshmallow gum where you like put the marshmallow between your fingers and you pull it until it turns into like, oh, like putty. Yeah. It's like That was like, like my favorite thing to do. Pulling taffy almost like Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm a marshmallow demon, my whole body. I'm like the Michelin man. Um, but my body's made of marshmallow. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like the stay puffed guy. I guess okay. that, that's so more, hungry. more fitting than the Michelin man. I'm like a tire <laughs> man, but marshmallow. Um, yeah. but also I don't know if either of you two have seen the movie called the stuff. It's like, an no. okay. It's great. It's an eighties horror film but it's also kind of like a comedy and jessica's the only human i know who can like outdo <laughs> like my movie references like i've seen as it an all. actress <laughs> i love i love movies but you got me beat every time well i love watching bad movies too which is also <laughs> yeah a curse. have you ever heard of this movie no one's heard of i've watched it 17 times no, but it, okay so the stuff is <laughs> the stuff is really good it's a larry cohen movie and it's like it's the stuff and it's sold in stores and it's advertised and it's like, it looks like marshmallow and people just eat it with a spoon and they get obsessed with it and everyone gets sort of like addicted to it. And it's like got this sort of menacing aura about it and it like takes on a life of its own and it's sort of like the blob. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but like they find that it's like not from this earth or something and they find it like pouring out of the ground. It's great. There's some really good effects in that movie. Um, But so I'm going to be this marshmallow demon that can just like, envelop anything with my white marshmallow goo yeah and cut the line of course always <laughs> um yeah. yeah this is this is who i am now this is how i feel <laughs> love that love that <laughs> yeah so we could all like we could all hang out together like um, yeah that's true lemonade marshmallow empathy yeah. <laughs> we can use the light to marsh to melt the oh, marshmallow to roast me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roast me, daddy. (laughs) Burn me. (laughs) That's one thing that I miss about having a microwave, actually, is like being able to put a marshmallow in there and like have it get giant, which they do in Buffy. Oh, when? Dawn does it. Oh, yeah. I feel like she puts, she makes weird food, weird teen snacks, like. Oh my God. We just, we all hated her so much. Yeah. Fucked on. Although I have since watched Gossip Girl all the way through and Michelle, Michelle Trachtenberg Trachtenberg is like such an evil character in that. And she's amazing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was, she was evil on Buffy too. She drove us all, all 
That's true. Mad. That's true. Yeah. Her and Faith. Oh, oh Faith. Five by five. <laughs> oh, no. I'm I sorry. Five. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the first season, but it was so long ago. And it was good. I liked yeah. it. I feel... It just uh, didn't ever have a chance to watch it again. Be careful. Be careful. Yeah, it's a dangerous... What was yes. that one that we liked? True Blood? True Blood, yeah. Oh, True Blood. True Blood was gay. It was sexy. That I show was sexy. I was thinking of rewatching that. It's like porny Buffy. It's very... Like, yeah. the parallels are very similar. Sookie is Buffy. Yeah. Um, Bill is Angel. And then... What's I love that redhead actress who oh, comes oh, in. Oh yeah. Jessica. She's so beautiful. She's so it's great. Crazy. Her character yeah. is great. But yeah. yeah. I just watched another show that had Alexander Skarsgård on it and he's so great. I really Dreamy. I really Which love show. Um on Becoming a God in Central Florida. Oh yeah, that's so great. Have not, you seen not it? Not Big Little Lies. No, but he's I mean He's amazing on that and also like such a monster. Disturbing. Yeah. 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 Uh, he has quite a range. I really love how like he is he is a beautiful man who is like <sighs> actively seeking roles that make him not beautiful, you know? Like Yeah. Like he played some role where he like shaved male pattern baldness into his hair and then like he has a mullet and a goatee on this other thing. And I'm like, I love it. I love that you're just not leaning into like being this like hunky yeah. leading guy. Do you know who I, I, who's similar? I feel like who I, I like how unique his, his career has been is Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah. Like he's totally, you know, I yeah. just rewatched Donnie Darko. <laughs> Okay. I loved that movie. Is it still good? You know, I don't think it holds up, but no. I, I, oh. I did like it a lot when it first came out, but it's just, I, it makes I remember. so little sense. Yes, of course you remember. <laughs> um, it makes so little sense. Uh, and if you like read what the director was intending for all of it, you're just like, oh no, just sh- sh- keep your mouth <laughs> closed. No, no, just let it be enjoyed as it is. But like Patrick Swayze is amazing in that movie, R.I.P., Mm-hmm. So many, so many good people. But yeah, Jake Dylan Hall is also like like Oakjaw. He was so great oh, in Oakjaw. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I really want to. I oh, seen it. well, the the best director winner who directed Parasite, he did Snowpiercer and Oakjaw, which are both on American Netflix. Oh, yeah. I've I watched one of his older movies called Memories of Murder recently, which is so good. Oh, okay, so so good. It's kind of it's like a true crime sort of serial killer. I'm watching Hannibal right now oh, on Amazon geez. Prime. How is it? It's good. It's good. It's like um, a little slow and like a little dense, but it's like, it's good. I'm is enjoying it gory? It. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Yeah. 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 This is like all that we can really do now whenever I like have chats with people I'm just sort of like well I watch this show this show this show and this show and they're really good for just like distracting you from the world outside so like check yeah. it check it out <laughs> and remember remember this when you are able to leave the house and go outside that it was art that you turned to exactly this time yes yeah not sports yeah <laughs> <laughs> is it time for Popo of the week yeah let's do this okay <laughs> So, Puppo is anything that brightens your day. It doesn't have to be an animal. Something cute, something delightful, something distracting. We usually start with a guest. No, I don't want to start. You don't want to start? Okay. Alicia? I'm still thinking. Okay. We'll, we'll go around. Alicia? Okay, I have two. Okay. 
I have Hank, who's always my puppo. Life puppo. He's so wonderful. Um, and then I have the all the people that are still working. Whether they want to or not, they're all puppos. You know, all the people that are working on the front lines. Like, I took a bus today, and it must be uh, taking the bus. Like, I just took the bus, like, 20 streets with all of my groceries. Uh, but I was so grateful for that because I couldn't carry those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, everybody's a puppo. Except yeah. for Donald Trump. Hope he dies. Yeah. Um, Amen. <laughs> Although then we'd have to deal with Mike Pence, so... Mm, I feel, feel like I that would still probably be better. The evil of two lessers. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Can yeah. you... Okay, here's the thing. The people who are in charge of North America during a pandemic are, one, a former reality TV star, like mani- mm-hmm. egomaniac, and two, mm-hmm. my former high school teacher. <laughs> yeah. Like... This is the world we live in. I can't yeah. believe it's real. <laughs> I know. <sighs> did he teach you too, Cassandra? No, I did. I didn't. I never had him. He was WPGA. he was gone by the time by the time you started there. Yeah, okay. yeah. You're lucky. <laughs> I just I just got Mr. I. Yeah, the child pornographer. Oh no. <laughs> <sighs> I feel our like worst teacher was that there was somebody in our school that I think he might have gone to early retirement for maybe something inappropriate, but it was always very vague. And I'm like 10 years older than both of you, at least. But there was also uh, our, our moral religious education teacher, rest in peace, was involved with the IRA. Whoa. Oh, wow. And he was a huge IRA sympathizer. And I'm reading a book about the IRA right now. And as a North American of Irish descent, there was this thing in the 90s where there's a lot of sympathy for the IRA. And I didn't really know where that came from. So now I know. But I remember thinking like, yeah, they're doing good stuff over there. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. (laughs) But he would go there every summer. And I don't know what he was doing. But it was widely known that he was an IRA sympathizer. And he, I mean, I understand why he was sympathetic to the plight of Irish people. Um, But that was really weird. Like I was talking about it with some high school friends a little while ago. I was like, that was fucked up that that was just a thing. Yeah. But it's not child pornography. No. Well. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. uh, I can go. I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. You're ready? Yeah. Okay. Who's your popo? I've got a tray of puppos in my freezer right now. <laughs> I I made wontons uh, the other day. Lovely. My mom, my mom's recipe, and I feel like they are very puppo. And <laughs> very. Cooking has been kind of like um, some solace for me. Like I feel like it grounds me, and I really like enjoy cooking. And to cook something that like means something to me and my mom that we shared, and like. To have a big batch in the freezer is pretty popo to me. Yeah. That must yeah. be very comforting and nice. Mm-hmm. Well, my popo is just midnight. <laughs> the cat that I'm looking after, um, I got found out yesterday by my building manager. <laughs> so cat's out of the bag. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess she must have like walked past my window and seen her. So I assured her that she's we're only going to be fostering her for like maximum another week because I think the adoption process is underway. Um, but the good news is I'm pretty sure I don't want to jinx it by announcing it before. 
Um, but I'm pretty sure that Jay's brother is going to be adopting her. So she's going to be staying in the family. And when we are able to uh, visit family again, we'll be able to see Midnight too. And by by that point, she's going to be totally full grown and hopefully just as lovely and cute. Can you throw her six feet to your brother? To To Jay's brother? There's a a whole (sighs) process uh in the like trade-off that it's all like i'm helping to make some masks today after we finish this i'm gonna like cut a bunch of fabric for masks that are then going to be made by someone else and like sanitized and then people who are coming to adopt at the cat fair will be doing it in like individual private meetings and wearing the masks and everything but yeah it's great she's very cute she's very sweet she's like has a lot more energy than when we first got her and she's grown a bunch but she still like snuggles and likes to give hugs and stuff. That's pretty puppo. It's very puppo. Yeah. Also, you guys are my puppos for doing this. <laughs> yeah, this has been lovely. It's a dream come true yeah. for me. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I'm so happy. I miss you lots and I miss Vancouver. I'm glad that both of you are safe and healthy and yeah. Yeah. Feel very lucky and very, very privileged to be like, able Mm. you know happy to stay at home and able to do so for god knows how long but so far Mm. so good yeah thank you so much i'm blowing you kisses i'm blowing you kisses so if people want to see your work online or if they want to follow you online where should they do that um i talk a lot about my work on social media so my handle is cassandra james with an underscore at the end on all across all platforms instagram twitter and i'm on the tiktok oh everybody. yeah <laughs> oh yeah um yeah so stay tuned um i have some projects coming out uh when productions pick up and are underway um yeah keep an eye out for me that's exciting yeah. And Alicia, if people want to order your book. Yeah. You can order it from Arsenal Pulp Press uh, online. They deliver to the U.S., which is probably, if you want to buy it in the U.S. right now, the best option. It is available on Amazon.com now. Also, the Kindle version is available on Amazon. Amazon has deprioritized books um, to focus on, you know, essential things like people getting rollerblades or whatever. Um but you can still buy the book there. You can follow me on Twitter at Alicia A. Tobin. Uh, you can follow my fashion account, Farmer Ma'am. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram. Um, I think that's it. Very cool. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, people who uh, have supported us and continue to do so. I hope all of you out there are safe and healthy. And if you are still having to work with the public. I hope everyone's being nice and not monsters. Yeah, totally. Okay, Midnight is uh, trying to get into a bag of fabric that is supposed to be sterile, so. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Cassandra, it was so nice to finally meet you. Nice to meet you too. I hope to meet you in person one day soon. Absolutely. Love you, Jessica. Bye. 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 Bye.